Here is a synopsis of a maimer of the Rebbe for Tess and Yud Kislev. The Rebbe said it on Shabbos Parshas Vayetze Tess Kislev. Like uh, this year, Shabbos is Tess Kislev. <clears throat> In Tov Shilametes, it was the same Kvias. And the Rebbe based the Maimer on Poda B'Shalom Nafshim Mikrov Likib Rabbi Mimhoyu Modi on the Maimer of the Mittler Rebbe in Shari Tshuva. The Posik says, Dovid HaMelech said, I, Hashem, you redeemed my soul with peace. Mikrov Li, from a state where I was in war, at battle with people. Mikrov, Mikrov Li Loshim Mulchomer. And why and how did you redeem me? Many were with me. It says in Yerushalmi that many people prayed on his behalf. So the Mittel Rebbe asks, Poda B'Sholem doesn't mean that he redeemed me from an adversarial situation, a Melchama, a conflict, and now I have peace. Poda B'Sholem means that the, the, he, the redemption itself is B'Sholem. If it said Podo, Minafshi Mikrovli, he redeemed my, my soul from a state of war and gave me Shalom afterwards, that would be one thing. But the Loshan Apostolic is Podo B'Shalom, that the redemption itself was a peaceful redemption. So that's a contradiction in terms. If you need redemption, that means you're in a state which is not Shalom. You're now presently in a state which requires Padia. That means you're in a state of conflict and battle and, and, and ad- adversity. And now you need Padiyah. So how, what is the Pshat? The Padiyah itself is Bisholem. Padiyah and Sholem are, are contradictions. And moreover, it says Mikrov Li, that the whole Padiyah comes from a war. So the Mittler Rebbe says that Padiyah Bisholem implies that it's a state of Sholem to begin with. That the Shalom is there all along from the beginning. It's not that there is a state of Mulcham and then there's a state of Shalom. Is the Shalom is it reigns from the beginning till the end. And there is no state of Mulchama. But then it says Mikrovli that there is a Mulchama. The state of Shalom where there's no Mulchama is like the Mulcham, the state of the period of Shlema Melech. There was no Mulchama. The state where there is a Mulchama and then there is peace is like Dovah the Melch's time. The Melch time he had to face battles. Many milchamas, and then there was menucha, baniyach Hashem, mekol oivav. The Eibush gave menucha from all his enemies, and finally all his milchamas were laid to rest. But that's a pedia mitzad milchama. That's not a pedia b'shalom. It's a pedia that led to shalom afterwards. B'shalom melech's situation is shalom all along. Shalom yeh b'yamav that he was never there was never any of conflict. So the question is, what it means poda b'shalom? And the spell of it says Mikrov, and the Rebbe adds more, the Krov is a special word in Hebrew language which implies a war, a type of war, which Krov. Krov is Be'etzem, Inyan von Kiruv, getting close. It's ironic that such a word is used in the Hebrew language to describe a conflict, a Melchama. And in fact, Krov describes a type of conflict which at the worst level, of, of a, a most intense form of conflict because in Muhammad there's different types of wars. The war where the two enemies are very far from each other, they're at bay, and they, they shoot like arrows or bullets from a distance. Then there is a Muhammad with swords, with a cherif, where they're very close to each other. But again, they're only close in space, but they're not touching. 
they're just fighting each other with, with, with instruments, with swords. And then there's a third type of war where you're actually wrestling with a person, like Yaakov Avina and the Malach. Esav's Malach, he was by Yeovik Ishimoi, Nevakim. Nevakim, that means they embrace each other like a wrestling match, and they're trying to overpower the other. That's called Krovd. It's a type of battle where the two enemies are in total embrace. They're locked in embrace, trying to overpower the other. It's a much more intense form of conflict. So the Pesach is describing Pidiyah B'Sholem, that the entire process of Pidiyah is all along a, a process of Sholem, and at the same time it says, well, it's a Pidiyah from a state of Krov, but it was the most intense form of, of conflict and war and battle between two enemies. It seems like a contradiction. The Rebbe says that in Sholem Gufet there's also different levels of Sholem, just like in Krov, in Melchomes, there are different levels, degrees of, of conflict, in Shalom, there's also different degrees of Shalom. There's the Shalom of Shleim HaMelech, when everything was peaceful, and all the nations of the world came to seek his advice and his wisdom, and they were all at peace with him. <clears throat> there was never a battle. They didn't have to conquer them and force them into a peaceful uh, a treaty through war. It would happen naturally. They all just appreciated Shleim HaMelech. But the Rebbe said, even that is not the ultimate type of Shalom that we are associating with Mashiach. The ultimate shalom is when the enemy itself is transformed into an ally. Not that they appreciate you, <coughs> which is not a permanent state, because after Shleim HaMelech's reign, it stopped. It was only there while Shleim HaMelech's Chochmah was radiating so powerfully that everybody else sort of was influenced by it. It's due to an influence, but it's not Be'etzim, that they Be'etzim became different. Sometimes when you're under the influence of something, you act differently. But the union of Mashiach, the union for Shalom Mashiach, is a whole different type of Shalom. It's a Shalom which is everlasting and permanent. It's not Shaykh that it should change. It's not a transient type of Shalom. It's a Shalom where intrinsically everything is naturally in sync with the MS, with the truth of Hashem. So here we say, Mikrov Li, that the part of the Shalom, the Emesa part of the Shalom, says the Rebbe, is the Shalom will be when Mashiach comes. In that Padia B'Shalom, that level of absolute Shalom, is comes Mikrov Li from the most intense form of Mulchama, the Sastira. How, how do you explain that? So the Rebbe is Makdim, something from the Mittal Rebbe. The Mittal Rebbe explains that the Avoida, the Avoida of Mulchama, but the Yid is battling with evil. Is in generally associated with tefillah. In Chassidus, in general, it says that Torah, both Torah and tefillah, both cause a a change, a transformation, a refinement in the nefesh abamis of a Jew. But in 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 tefillah is bederch b'lchama, because what is tefillah? Tefillah is when a Yid nefesh alakis davens. It says the words of the davening, which describes the greatness of Hashem, and describes in his misbein, and he meditates how everything that exists has in it the life force of Hashem, the dvar Hashem that sustains it every moment. <clears throat> and he tries to bring it down to a level that the nefesh abamis can understand, so that he, the nefesh abamis would change its orientation from being steeped in pleasures of Elam Hazer, gash pleasures, it would begin to appreciate something uh, on a more refined level. The higher good, the greater good of Alakus. It's a major t- transformation. It's a reorientation 
of, of in perception of Nefesh Abam is what, 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 the, what good means. It's a very different type of good. The good of Lakus and the good of Taifus Alamaza incomparative. To each other. So it takes an education and, 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 and drilling. At first, the Nefesh Abamis doesn't want to hear from it. The Nefesh Abamis is resistant and, and, and he says, I don't know what you want, but what are you talking about? Some abstract good associated with some God that I have no, no, no sensual experience, experience about. And I feel what's good is what I can feel with my senses. And this takes time. It's a battle, it's a struggle, it's a wrestling. The Nefesh Elikis has to be mislabish in the Nefesh Abamis, see how the Nefesh Abamis thinks, and then bring the arguments on a level that can convince the Nefesh Abamis. <clears throat> so Tfile is considered usually Melchama, and Teire is different. Teire, when he learns Teire, is preoccupied with the Lakus, and he does bring a refinement in his Nefesh Abamis in a very different way, you know, even from Shalom. Because when he learns Teire, he's not thinking about himself, he's not thinking about the world, he is, is, is totally divorced from anything related to himself or the world. He's steeped in a Bayevarova, in Inyana in Fantera. So, and, and the Biru of the Nefshabams happens automatically. He's not engaged in it. He's not mislabish in it, right? He's not preoccupied with the Nefshabamis. He's not even thinking about it. He's busy thinking with Torah. So that's called the Biru Bedech Shalom. Says the Mitla Rebbe, but in Tfila Gufa, there's also two types of Tfila. There's a Tfila which is called a, a, a Pedia, the, the redemption that Yid tries to accomplish when he davens, the redemption for his Nefesh Abamis, can be Bedech Melchomek, can be Bedech Shalom. These are two types of Tfila. And the Mitla Rebbe explains that there can be two ways by which a Yid can <coughs> engage in davening. One is when he's engaging his Seichel and Midas, his Ma'orer through his Bodiness a deep understanding of Alakus and that inevitably leads to emotions, Ava and Yiratolakus. And then he tries to explain this to the Nefshabamis. That look, you're missing out on the true taif, the emes of goodness. Right? And the goodness you're into is so petty and stupid. And to make the Nefshabamis realize that takes a, a it's a struggle. You have to be slabs in Nefshabamis. So the Seichel and the Midas that the Nefesh is Moir in itself, and then uses that as, as, as a tool to transform and sublimate the Nefesh Abamis, inevitably involves an engagement with Nefesh Abamis, a confrontation with Nefesh Abamis, trying to see Nefesh Abamis on its own terms and see how we can change it. Then there is another level, where Yid is able to reveal not only Seichel and Midas. Seichel and Midas are tools that you, you, instead of thinking that this is good, Elamaz is good, hey, you experience the goodness, the love, the yire, the geshmak of Elokus. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a contention between Nefshakis and Nefshabamis, which ultimately Nefshakis prevails over the Nefshabamis. But then he's in for Chaya. Chaya is a higher dargin than the Shaman. He is able to reveal a level of rotzen, a teikaf of rotzen of the neshama. There's something in the neshama that is deeper even than a seichel. It's not a logical, a seichel to kegishmak in elikus, but it's a rotzen, a teikaf, a very powerful rotzen that nefshakis wants elikus at all costs. And it's not logical. It's beyond logic. And that, when that is revealed, it's not engaging in some kind of negotiations and wrestling with Nefshabamis. The Nefshabamis' time is automatically melt away. Because in the face of such a great gilui, a toike farotzen, a such a oir of Nefshabamis shines so brightly that the, the, the time is automatically become petty and insignificant. 
So the Rebbe, even Chayim, that level of neshama that can be exposed during davening, um, will, will is true. Will 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 cause the, the sublimation of the tayvus nefesh abamis, but <clears throat> and it's done b'derech memela. It's not b'derech, you know, a struggle head on, a, right? A confrontation with the nefesh abamis. It's done because it's like the light when the sun shines, darkness disappears. The sun doesn't struggle with the darkness to expel it from the room. Right, as the Friedrich Rebbe said, you don't expel darkness with a broom. When the when the sun shines, there's no room for darkness. But the moment the sun stops shining, darkness is back, because the darkness itself has been transformed. It's just that in the presence of light, darkness cannot be there. Same thing with the rotzen of the nefshalikis, that powerful rotzen that transcends the boundaries of seichel and midas, is exposed. It's such a radiant, such a powerful light that it, it, it totally overshadows completely. It overshadows the koiches and the taivas and desires of the nefshabamis. And they become insignificant. But it's not that they become, they, they're transformed, they're changed. They are, but they're dormant, they're inactive. Which in some subtle sense means that even Chaya has a, um, an element of struggle. That means there's still an enemy there. The enemy is true, not acting up. He's quiet, he's silenced by this powerful light, but he's still there. So you can't say you're free of any enemy, free of any conflict. <clears throat> the emesa cholem in davening is when a yid is megali yechideh Yechide is the etzem. The etzem aneshoma, when that's been revealed, the response and the reaction of everything around it is not like it's overwhelmed and overshadowed. Everything falls in sync with it. Because Yechide is that part of the Neshama that where everything is emes. The emes of Hashem is evident everywhere. Mitzad, the perspective of Yechide, this is Be'etzim, how things are. And when that is revealed, everything else in, naturally identifies with that emes and is in sync with that emes. This is alluded in the Posse, <clears throat> Many, that means the many that were at first many, that means they were diverse and separate from me, and in fact adversarial to me, now they fall in sync with my Yechideh Nefesh. Because Mitzat Yechideh, there's no opposition possible, because Yechideh reveals the emes the way it is everywhere, in everything. And the Rebbe says a very profound thing that this is the Indian for Mesiris Nefesh. Nefesh is associated with Yechida Davka. Although a Yid who has the Ava Bechalavavach of Chol Nafshecha, we know Bechalavavach mit Mishnei Yitzrecha, a Yid has transformed himself, even as Yitzhara loves Hashem. Bechal Nafshecha, all his Koychas and Nefesh, his Nefesh, every part of his Nefesh is totally vibrating with Ava Tolakus. You can tell me a Jew like this cannot be Moshe Nefesh? Of course. In fact, the Mishnah says, Bechal Nafshecha, Afilo Neutales Nafshecha. The Mishnah says before Shem is that Bchol Nafshecha means that you should love Hashem so much that even if a goy takes his neshama, he shouldn't worship idols. He should be prepared to do that. That's all included in Bchol Nafshecha. And yet we say in Chesidus in many places that Davke Mesiris Nefesh comes Davke from Bchol Moitcha, the ultimate Ava. Why not Bchol Nafshecha? Says the Rebbe, the Pshat is like this. Of course, a yid who experiences the Ava Bchol Nafshecha is ready to go on Mesiris Nefesh, and even Bchol Avavra. But what is Mesiris Nefesh? Mesiris Nefesh, the essence, the, the, the basic ingredient behind Mesiris Nefesh is bittel. 
total self-effacement. That you, even your desire to live is irrelevant when it comes to Hashem. Total bittle. That in total bittle is their dafki in b'chol mo'etcha. Because in b'chol avofcha, b'chol nafshecha, there it's taki true. You want a lakus, and you want it at all costs. Even afilo neitles nafshecha. But it's based on a sensation. You want something. You want to look, you experience a desire of Ratzin. And that experience of Ratzin is so powerful that it overrides and overshadows even the desire to live. It's a conditional Mesiris Nevi. Mesiris is conditioned on the fact that you're experiencing something. There is experience is Mesiris. You're experiencing. There's something about you there. The sensation of Ratzin. Mo'idecho is a very different feeling. It's not a feeling even. Mo'idecho is that be'etzem is not shaykh otherwise. It's like saying survival instinct. People have a desire for certain things. They love swimming. They love listening to music. It's a rotzen. But the rotzen to live is not like a sensational rotzen. Oh, I want it so badly. Rotzen to live is a very subtle thing. Why? Because it's not even a rotzen. It's etched in the very fabric called Dava Reitzebekeyumai. It's part and parcel of the etzim of what it is. It's not Shaykh otherwise. That's, that is what the etzim is, is, is to live. It's the same thing here. The etzim, Yechidish Nefesh, the thought of not being connected to Lukus is not just a, 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 a repulsive. It's not repulsive, it's Pochnat Shaykh. It, it goes against the grain of what it is, of its very nature, its very fabric. It's not shaykh. It's like saying water should be set on fire. It's not like uh, there's something resisting it. It's just not shaykh. It's water and fire. In other words, in Yechidah Shabbat is the ultimate battle. There's no sensation. There's no feeling. I feel a desire to go to connect with Hashem and therefore I'll go on Messias Nefesh. I'm synonymous with the Lakus. It's, it's not shaykh to separate me from the Lakus, but me and Lakus are the same thing. So that's the question we said. That's even b'chol ma'itchad, even for chiddush b'nefesh. That's a bedia b'shalom, because when when a yid is megal chiddush b'nefesh, it's not shaykh. There should be any opposition. This is the emes. The emes then shines in mitzad yichidish. Shines everywhere, and the perspective in everything is the same. The alukus is emes, and there's nothing else. That's called shalom. There's there's not even room. Even the idea of conflict doesn't exist. So that's these are the two darges. Or you can say three dagas in Davenin. A Davenin which is inspired by Seichel and Midas, the Naran, the Nefesh Ruch Nisham, which is Seichel and Midas, where Yid overpowers his Nefesh Bamis by the power, by the sheer power of his Seichel, his logic, and his feelings. He understands why his Lakus is Gishmak, and he's trying to convince Nefesh Bamis of the Emesi Gishmak of Lakus and replacing the Gishmak of Elamaz with, with the Gishmak of Lakus. Then there is a, 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 a Tfila where Yid is Megala, his deeper side of the neshama, which is limitless, it's not conditional by seichel and it's not logical, it's just a toike for which overshadows everything, and the, and the, and the, the desires of the nefesh has become automatically, disappear, but it's not transforms them. And Yechida is where everything is in sync with the Yechida, like a tchila. Says the Rebbe, but the emes is sholem, is not in Davin. The emes is sorry, is not in Davenin. Because even the Davenin that is inspired by Naran, by Seichel and Midas, Sof Sof, in some sense, is still a, a peaceful process. Because when Yid Davens, the first thing he has to do 
is to shut out all the machshavas of Elam Haza and all his machshavas of his nefshabam is in his taivas. He has to focus. This is what the process of davening involves: is to concentrate, sit down, as it says, Chassidus is boinen, that you have to focus your machshava to be in alakus. So at that moment, you're not even in Elam Haza. This is really the process of tefillah. So any chanami within the context of tefillah, we differentiate between an avoid a lower darge, which is mitzad naran sechlemidus, and avoid mitzad yechaya and mitzad yechida. But but that's in general speak, generally speaking, it's it's all a inyan shalom because you're davening, you're that busy with the with his bonus and lakus. The emes and melchama ve'yidin olam hazeh is when he is eating and drinking. <clears throat> and moreover, says the Rebbe, in Mischa, when you, you're doing business, when you're earning a livelihood, says with eating and drinking, and there's a big struggle. There, there's the real struggle. There's the Taiva Solomaza. You want to eat Lashem Taiva, and Taira says you should have Lashem Shemaim. So that's an Emesis struggle. That's an Emesis Melchama. Because you're steeped in Elamaza. You're not davening now. But the Emesis struggle, says the Rebbe, the Emesis Melchama is in, in Masa Matan. When you're busy in your job, in your business, making money, because what's the difference? When you eat and drink, the melchama involves to shun the taiva. Not to do it mitzad taiva, but do it mitzad, ignore it, and do it mitzad l'shem shemayim. So you want to go away from the taiva. You're fighting the taiva, and you're menagated the taiva. You reject the taiva. But in mischer, you can't reject the business. You have to make a living. You have to get involved, and deal, and wheel, and negotiate, which is all in yonim mundane things. You have to be in this adversarial situation and do it be'emuna. Nasatu vasata be'emuna. That's a much greater, more difficult. That's what he called melchama b'derech krov, in a wrestling match, which is the most intimate form of melchama, where you involved in masa and matan, and yet you're wrestling with it, and you're doing it. You're forcing it to be done dafke b'derech hatoyre b'derech with the rotzon Hashem. Mashenke with eating and drinking, the melchama is more b'derech richuk. You come close to the food, you have to eat. But, but you're not engaging with the taiva, you're rejecting the taiva. It's like, it's like a battle with a sword. A battle which is wrestling, where your mom is embracing each other, this is when you get into the mischa, and yet you keep your head above water. Says the Rebbe, now will understand the from Padre B'Shalom, the Teretz, the initial question. How could it be Padia B'Shalom? Padia implies. That it's that you need pedia that there is a conflict and yet they say no 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 the whole pedia is to begin with all shalom there's all shalom to begin with from the beginning to the end it's all shalom how could it be if you need pedia then there was a moment of mulchama says the rebbe the emes pedia is when yid experiences his yichida shiv nefesh when the when yichida is begolui a whole day in a Jew then no matter what he does even when he's involved in the most adversarial situation. Business, getting into Elam Hazah and negotiating and wheeling and dealing. But when the Yechida is there begolui, <coughs> he doesn't see it as a struggle. Misad Yechida, it's a process. Misad Yechida berabim hoyimodi. Even the adversarial things in the world are truly in sync with Yechida. The the Jew doesn't experience the conflict. The conflict doesn't affect him. There is a conflict on the ground. You have to wrestle with the gash mizikah thing and extract the tzitzikidusha by doing it the shem shemaim. But the yid bepnimius his yichid is meir. Mitzad yichid he sees everything through the lens of alakus. So he's b'shalom. It's a pedia. He's oisik and a on the ground. But bepnimius it's b'shalom. 
And the Rebbe says this was also the, 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 the redemption of Yitas Kislev and Yud Kislev was al There was a struggle with the government and they tried and, and they arrested him. But Mitzad, the Bediyah, the way it was Mitzad, I, I, I assume the Rebbe meant to say that the, the Rabbeim, the Mittel Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe, then it was Besholem. Because Bedem was Mei Yechidesh Benefesh. So for them, the whole process was not affecting their, robbing them of their peace of mind. Right? It was all Besholem. Because Mitzad Yechidesh, they saw everything clear. Right? There was no confusion in the struggle. The struggle did not affect them.